Your host, Jason, along with Chris. Yo! All right. And we're back. We're actually in between periods right now. I've ended the second. Blues are down two to nothing. And they look kind of sluggish, to say the least. They don't look crisp. Let's yeah, say that. Yeah, they just look kind of not really with it. So, But, like I said, exhibition game against the Hawks. Yeah, who cares? Yeah, I mean, I get it. I do. I, I, I would like to see a little more passion out of the team, but... You know, as I was saying earlier, maybe I'm in the minority, but I, I just don't – I don't even really care where they rank one through four at the end of the round robin. Um, I just want them to be ready to play when they have a game one of something, who, regardless of who it's against. Yeah, so so far, nah, not great, but just in, in the bubble. So last time we uh, talked to you, they were getting ready to head off to the bubble. Mm-hmm. In the bubble, uh, kind of interesting is, and then one thing that came out, which was I thought was extremely interesting, for the last week, as in we're recording the 29th, so almost yep. you're ready. So they did, NHL does a report at the beginning of every week, saying how many cases, how many tests they did. They did like over 4,000 tests or something like that in zero cases, which is great. Zero new cases. Uh, so that's interesting to kind of see uh, how they have contained it so well compared to what happened. With MLB uh, today, how the Marlins uh, basically well, have 14 guys have it on there, and they canceled a whole week's a whole worth week. of game for them. And I think also didn't the Phillies have to take a week off or a couple, or days, a couple off. days off yeah. because they were the last team to play them? Yeah, so Phillies were off, and then another team had it got affected too. So I mean, look, it, it shows you that it only takes one guy. You know, it, it takes one guy to break quarantine or, or break the bubble, and all hell can break loose. You know, and – I would imagine that um, the GM of the Marlins and the owner of the Marlins, Alex Rodriguez, Derek Jeter, are probably going to have a real long talk with this guy and his agent. A couple of guys, obviously, because it's fourteen. Like it was two managers. Yeah, and but do you know if it started with one dude and then spread, or, or if like four guys yeah, went so out? It could and be spread. one or multiple guys. Needs right. to talk to who knows. But like I said, the MLB's plan was always very much not sustainable of the of the big three that are coming back right now that's the one i thought was least like okay, i agree their season's gonna get canceled because nba's kind of got like a generic kind of bubble type situation in orlando they've already obviously well i would say one guy had fun had to go with some food from atlanta atlanta yeah we say food he had to hit the, hit the strip club he went to the strip club because he liked their he liked their food yeah he drove what six Four, hours was that, he went from, i heard it was orlando to atlanta right yeah yeah so whatever um you know, I, I think that you have to have some sort of a situation like the NHL and the NBA have, where you're you're pretty much in a closed off world. Uh, you're right. the The MLB model, I don't think, will make it through the year, and the the NFL the same way. I don't see the NFL getting through a season without some sort of a bubble. I just don't. I I, I think that it, unless something drastic happens in the world of medicine. 
between now and then, I just don't see how it's going to work. Yeah, so it's going to be interesting to see how they do it. And NHL, I mean, as much as I know it's not great for the players, a couple of things I did find interesting one to bring up was, um, so on the trip, Vince Dunn is on the trip. Uh, is not playing this game. He's working his way back. We're assuming from COVID. There's no official word. But, That's the assumption. Uh, Oscar Sunk was a little banged up, but did practice and is playing this game. Uh, so outside of that, the Blues have their basically their team that they, you know, Tarasenko healthy. They basically have their whole team that was started the season with. Um, they got brought some extra guys uh, like Brower, Costin, Mikola. Of, uh, Mikola and Wallman are like kind of like the four that have a good chance of actually seeing time. Well, and part of that is because, I don't know if you heard during the second period, but Panger said, Barbashev leaves tomorrow. Yeah, so Barbashev is going to have his first child, so he'll be out. McEachern will be pretty much filling in for him. That's why I didn't say he's pretty much seeing time. And odds are, odds are that you go without Ivan Barbashev for the first round. At least the round-robin games. Because yeah. it's because you have to have, like I think it's like four consecutive tests. Mm-hmm. And each test is, I mean, I'll be, like we'll talk about as we get near the end of the podcast here, like I am not sick, but I have something going on where I got to get the test on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And then I got to self-quarantine. For you got to let me know how evasive it is because I've heard varying things. I I've had the on, flu test. I think it depends on how you take that kind of test where it goes up your nose and stuff. If you were comfortable doing that or you're not comfortable doing that. I mean, I've, I've had the flu test where it feels like they're touching the back of your brain. Yeah, so I'm but looking forward I've to also it. seen pictures to where it looks like this swab that they're using is like one of the one of the sticks from American Gladiators. So I, I don't – I mean, if that's what they're using, that is not what they used on me when I got my flu test. Yeah, so uh, it's interesting how they do it. We'll talk about that later. So we'll get into that later. We're, we're going to focus on hockey now. Vince Dunn's there. They kind of mm-hmm. had, had a video, and I saw him in the elevator with – uh, Petro, so they kind of they released the lineup that day as well. They bring 31 players, um, they get a whole floor, and they kind of showed up what their kind of life is like there. It's um, a lot of guys are saying bringing video yep. game consoles. Um, you know, they have ping pong tables mm-hmm. and they'll have TVs, and they can go watch other games. Did you see the video of the teams in the corner watching overtime between yeah, like, Pittsburgh? Like, like minor league. It was like a little league tournament. It was awesome. Because like, uh, like Philly and Pittsburgh went to overtime last night. Correct. And I forgot the game after that that was going to be on. The game after that was – who the, was the East game? It, it, wasn't, it wasn't – was it Carolina and somebody? Or was that today? today no, was Carolina Car- was today. To Carolina and Washington was today. I forget who it was today. That anyway, was it was the two of those. like waiting for the clash. Because it reminded me of like me playing hockey. We were like waiting for the, the game before we to wrap up. So you're all dressed and ready to go. And you head out there. So – Interesting to see kind of that, like, dynamic. So, you know, they're in the bubble. Exhibition game is going on right now. Any of the Blues news that's coming up, not much. But another day, another award nomination for Ryan O'Reilly. He has also been nominated for the King Clancy Award. Mm-hmm. So that makes a total of three nominations for him going into uh, the awards season, I guess you could Correct. say. So that would be the Selkie, the King Clancy, and the Masterin. Uh, the Masterin goes Lady to uh, Bowmeister. Bo- so, but anyway, so three nominations, well, uh, well earned. Mm-hmm. So let's see, we got that, that, that. So, like I said, the blue schedule coming up Sunday against Colorado, uh, be Thursday against the Vegas Golden Knights, and then I believe Saturday against the. I believe you were correct, Dallas Stars. Dallas Stars, thank you. So those are is the Blues' upcoming schedule. So. Um, Let's see, any of the NHL news I'm kind of just been looking around. It's pretty much just a lot of exhibition games, which I'm not going to go through every single exhibition game that's kind of happening right now. 
I would say the the big news, non blues news, is um, David Pasternak is back for the Bruins, and Corey Crawford out of nowhere is back for the Hawks. Everyone seemed to think that Crawford was done for the year. That whatever was wrong with him was like maybe the return of a vertigo problem, or because yeah, Andrew Shaw is sitting out due to he right. had some issues going over concussion, so he didn't. But want to uh, himself. Corey Crawford is indeed back and played pretty damn well tonight against the Blues. Yeah, so Crawford uh, half a game shut them down. So yep. uh, so far at least. And look, we'll I, I think if if the Blackhawks have any chance to take out the Oilers, Crawford's they need Crawford. Oh, like yeah. Crawford, I think that's that's the one place where you look at that matchup and give the edge to the Blackhawks. Yeah, like the goaltending is one of the few in that matchup. So we'll get into that. Uh, last thing I want to mention about the bubble life in the bubble slash presentation. So as MLB has done, they've had like the sounds of the game. So like mm-hmm. fan sounds. And it's it feels like you're watching a game. If you don't, fo- obviously, I'm never focused on like fans in the background. But when I watched the game the other night, it was just like you're watching a game. You just hear all the sound. It's a, yeah. it is uh, it is very weird because they nailed it. Like anytime there was a big play, they had the crowd noise go up perfectly, and uh, you know, kind of booze when something bad happened. When they were at because the Cardinals played at home the start. Mm-hmm. So the Blues, when they have a home game during this whole bubble life uh, that they're doing up in Edmonton. So they're going to have sounds of the game. So they'll have country roads we played, right? Which is kind, of, which I think is awesome. They'll have the blues goal horn. Yeah, uh, I'm assuming they'll have the. Let's say they'll have the urge song that plays afterwards, sure. which is great. You know, so any kind of sights and sounds you would hear during the game when they'd be at home, like getting ready for a power play, you have the power play song. Mm-hmm. So you could do the power play dance at home if you want. Yep. So little stuff like that is cool, and they kind of had they've been took a picture of like how the background is. They did a very good job. I thought the arena looks great. Yeah, I think the arena visually looks stunning. It looks like – I mean, it reminds me of NHL 20 when you're going to play, like, yeah. three versus three. I agree. Where it's just, like, everything's kind of, like, generic – oh, like, you have your own arena, like, generic sound, and everything's tarped off. Yeah. Very slick looking, and I think – so far, the presentation tonight, it's fine. Like, I, I, like I have no problem with it. I like that they have digitally brought in uh, – you're talking about all the different sights and sounds from arenas. They're using all the – as close to as they can get goal horns from all the different teams. So, like, if you noticed when Chicago scored tonight, it was the goal horn from United Center and mm-hmm. then Chelsea Dagger. Played. Unfortunately. Uh, but, yeah, I noticed that, which I think is a very cool little – kind of helps not only the fans at home, you kind of hear mm-hmm. that in the background, makes you feel like, you know, you're watching that game. But Did the Bay, the you players. see the weird thing yesterday in the East where – Toronto dressed in their visitors' locker room. So they played visitors and there. Montreal was in the Toronto home room. Yeah, it was very odd. And funny that Montreal, whoever was, I think it was Max Domi, was taking a picture. And then underneath each stall, there's like a maple leaf just mm-hmm. for. And so he, in his picture, he put like a cross through it, kind of like the, uh, like, you know, mm-hmm. which I thought was really funny. So and then did you see that both teams went the wrong direction out of their locker rooms to the ice? Yeah. So it's, it's, it's Kings getting worked out, but I think overall, um, so far, so good, honestly, is what I can I say. I think it's as good as could be expected. You know what I mean? I, I think that we're now a little over almost 48 hours into games. Uh, this is the first day where it's been a full schedule of three games each in each arena. Yeah. And the ice seems to be holding up. The players are, are doing their thing. Like you said, there's been no new cases. I think this this is as perfect of a scenario as you could ask for for a return to play. And you just you have to pray now that it's sustainable. Yeah, that no players break quarantine. Yep. Uh, a couple of players, I, I will. I'm make a note. The a player from Russia came over to Montreal, and he's probably he's not. I think he's eligible. To, I think he's not going to play. It's a uh, defensive Romanov. 
Mm. Uh, he basically says there's like a guy standing outside his room basically saying like if he tries to go anywhere and sneak out, basically you can't. Like I don't know if it's just him or in general. There's like somebody standing guard on each floor to make sure players don't leave. That's great. I'm and, all for that. And so like he's basically said, I'm bored. I have to stay in my room. I just want to go work out. I can't even do that. Like all I can do is just do push-ups in my room basically. And it's like, oh, listen, okay. man. You can, like you could easily said you didn't want to come over from Russia at the time and do this and sign his contract. But at the same time, man. You're getting paid to do this. Sure. Like, don't get me wrong. Not the most ideal sense of, like, being – you're kind of stuck doing the same thing every day, but, like, you're around it's a ton job, of different dude. guys, and it's your job, and you're getting paid a, a lot of money compared to a lot of a lot of money – a lot of people in the world right now – Ain't working. Not working. And you get to sit there and basically get pampered. Yeah. Not pampered, but you get all your stuff, your food and meals, and all going to get paid for. So that was the one thing that I didn't see um, – are they having team meals or is it just room service when they no, want team it? meals? They have like a, they, I saw like somebody tweeted a I think It was Justin Williams off Carolina and they had like a itinerary. So it was like, it said Carolina Panthers. They messed up on that. It said Carolina Panthers breakfast buffet. Then it said clean break. And then it said Florida Panthers. They messed up and said right. breakfast buffet. So it's like they clear out that floor. Everybody's clean, got a time and then everybody has a time and then they kind of keep cycling through over and over and over to kind of keep things you know, segregated the best they can. Sure. And I think for so far, so, so far, good. so good. So last thing I want to say, which is a nice little touch is uh, a lot of the teams coordinated with, I guess the, uh, wives and kids. Mm-hmm. And when the players got there, there's pictures of their family there. Yep. Uh, like Tarasenko had his son sent his favorite toy. That was next to yep. there. Troy Brower's kid drew a picture. A lot of players sent, you know, pictures of like, what you know the rooms and stuff and thought that was something that was not expected and i think a lot of players that just made them great. feel and a nice little touch by whoever thought of that nhl wise or team wise mm. perfect touch i think because obviously players are not of all course of them, all of them did not obviously vote to come here it was only 79 percent, so they're solid 20 percent of these guys didn't want to be here yeah or were not were worried enough not to come but they're still here and just something like that will give you at least a little bit of comfort while you're going through this did you see I'm sure you did because you saw the same thing I did that's got the video of Petro in the, in the elevator of when all the teams get off the bus and it looked like summer camp mm-hmm. where, like, every table has a sign like, all right, this team over here, come get your packets. Yeah. And everyone gets, like, their welcome packets and all that. And, and there's, there's team, and I don't know if you saw the branded, like, uh, hand sanitizers, that NHL playoff hand sanitizer, yeah. hand, hand, NHL, yeah. like, wipes and stuff. It was just, yeah. it was just interesting. Welcome to, see. to summer camp, kids. Yeah, it was interesting. So, with that, let's get into our official round robin slash qualifying round playoff preview. All right. I, I thought they were cute music. There we go. Preview. There we go. So, and our uh, playoff preview has begun officially. So, we're going to start with the East and work our way to the West. All so, right. uh, first off, the qualifying round. So, I'll just go through and we don't have to go, we're not going super in depth to all these. We'll kind of give our general thoughts. Because we sent and broke down every little thing about all this and when they faced each other, the record against each other. Yeah. I'll mention some stuff as we go I don't along. know how much that really matters right now. Yeah, because really kind of four months. Yeah, because the, basically the Blues had a longer layoff now than they did when they were in between winning the Cup and starting the, start the next the season. season. Yeah. So, I mean, you're talking about the very long left for every team. So, first off. Number five seed, the Pittsburgh Penguins versus the Montreal Canadiens, who are the number 12 team, the last team to get in in the East. Yep. Uh, so the Pittsburgh Penguins are 2-1 and one this uh, season against the uh, Canadiens. Right off the top of my head, I'm just going with 
it should be the Penguins. And they have a healthy enough lineup now. Like, everybody should be pretty much healthy. Nobody, Not many big names are out anymore. Uh-uh. There's very few teams that have guys out. I think they're going to go with Tristan Jari, I think we have been hearing. I think so. so. Uh, which, we'll stay tuned on that. But uh, Tristan Jari looks like he's going to jump in. He was not the all-star this year. Mm-hmm. So, it sounds like he will be in. Uh, they got Carey Price. I mean, that's – you never – in a short series. You're never out of it when he's in goal. But in a short series, that's the one thing in all these series. Like, if you have a goaltender, like an all-star goaltender. You can win it. You can steal you a series. Yeah. We saw it with Jake Allen in the Minnesota series. When a goaltender's on, you can win you a series. I mean, look at last year. If this was a best of five, the Blues would have lost to the Stars. Yeah. Because Bishop was on. Bishop was on fire. Yeah. And, you know, and then the uh, Boston series, too. Mm-hmm. You know, they would have lost. So, uh, no, we would have won that. So we would have won five. five. So, but anyway, but obviously, if you have a good goaltender, Rass was very good in that series sure. too. So anyway, um, I am still, even despite I'm talking up Carey Price here, I am still going with the Penguins in four. I'm the same. I just think that when you put those teams on the ice, there's too much Pittsburgh. To, they're just going to overpower uh, the Canadians, and I think Price may win them a game, maybe two. But I, I think you're, it's Pittsburgh. Yeah. So um, we have obviously the high seed winning there. So this is the one series that I think a lot of people are going to pick the lower seed. But we'll get into that. Carolina Hurricanes versus New York Rangers. Carolina is getting a lot of healthy guys back, especially their guy who was on in pace to have an all-star season, mm-hmm. uh, Dougie Hamilton. They're Sammy Votnin, who they picked up, and then he got hurt. And James Reimer, who was also uh, hurt during the year. So they're getting a couple key pieces back here. Um, but also the Rangers get Kreider back as well. So they get so everybody's getting kind of healthy here, which is key. But the big stat, which uh, you may or may not know, the Rangers swept the season series here four to nothing. Yes. So they beat – no matter what, they won all these games. Some by multiple, like two and three goal margins. There's only one one-goal game, and that was back in November. Yep. So the rest were uh, at least two to three goals uh, differences. The – Latest being February 21st, the Rangers beat the Hurricanes 5-2. to two. I think the Rangers are very much a high-flying, high-scoring team, being one of the highest-scoring teams in the league. Mm-hmm. They can't play defense worth a damn, but they're going to be hella fun to watch. And I think this this is going to be the one series that I'm picking. To, this is my sleeper series to watch. If you need to pick a game, a series to watch in the East, this is the one to pay attention to because it's going to be entertaining as hell because I think both teams are very highly skilled. Defense, I think, favors Carolina, but I think the scoring and having Lundqvist in goal is going to boost the Rangers in five. That's my upset special for the Have East. Have the Rangers officially said it's Lundqvist in goal? Uh, yes. Yeah. Um, I would love to see Carolina make another run like they did last year, um, but I just think that New York has their number this year. And, you know, again, I know we just made the comment that you can't call upon the the regular season records when there's been four months off. Um, But I think it's in Carolina's head. I think it's in Carolina's head that they haven't been able to beat uh, the Rangers. I think it goes five. For for a long time, actually. I think it goes five. And I think in that deciding game, I think the Rangers just – I think they pull it out. Yeah, phrasing. And just to give you another uh, quick stat, since February of 2011 – the Rangers are thirty-one and six versus Carolina. Wow! So that is a very good stat, mind you. They have three. They have a three-goal, three-headed goaltending monster right now, 
and Georgia Shishkrin, if I got that right, and Lundquist. Mm-hmm. So I think they're going to go. I think I heard Lundquist when I was listening to the radio today, but they still have, I think, all pretty decent options. Uh, yeah, there's no bad choice there. So we'll see what happens there. So the next one is the seven versus the 10 seed. The New York Islanders being the seven seed versus the Panthers being a 10 seed. The seeds, I'm the same because I'm th- at the end of the day, you get to be the home team for certain games. And uh, that matters to, for obviously not crowd wise, but ice uh, changes and other yep. stuff like that. So that matters in, when you get for face offs. Sure. Stuff. So little stuff like that does matter. But anyway, Islanders versus Panthers. Uh, Panthers kind of breaking through. Like that team that you think is going to break through every year, and then yeah, for some they reason, don't. and they don't. They have some, a lot of good guys. Um, and you think they finally got a goaltender, and man, he got lit up last night. Ooh. He did not look great. Bobrovsky mm-hmm. was uh, what the kids say bad. I mean, that was a horrible, but yes, uh, he's back though. He was injured before the end of this, so. But <sighs> it's an interesting game because I want my Don't heart. Overthink it. My heart wants to say the Panthers just because of Quinville in the playoffs and the, that you're waiting for that team to finally break through. And I was ready to pick them. I had them picked going in there, and then I saw the game last night. And man, Bobrovsky looked like garbage for a ten million dollar goalie. Yep, garbage, hot garbage. So that made me flip, and our friend Dominic will be happy because I'm going with the Islanders in four. I am calling this Islanders in three. Ooh, a sweep. So Chris picked the sweep in the first round for the Islanders. Interesting there. So the last one we got is the Maple Leafs versus the Blue Jackets, the eight versus nine, the closest of the series. As much as I pick the Carolina and uh, the Carolina and the New York Rangers series to be kind of like a sleeper watch, this will be also a pretty good series to watch. Mm. But I still think that one. Though, Toronto basically having home ice advantage to a degree. Sure. You know, they obviously won't have the fans in the crowd, but they are familiar with the ice. All the creature comforts. With- Yes, so they're obviously in a hotel. They're not like obviously outside the bubble or anything right. like that. So, but uh, anyway, so Maple Leafs they had their they lined up their big three on one line that this week was Marner, Matthews, and Tavares were all on the same line. Oof, that's a uh, that's but, large. That's also one line. Yeah, right. Three other ones you got to worry about. Oh, oh, I know. So we'll. I don't know if that's going to be enough to propel them. Um, Tortorella, as much as I don't like the dude, somehow gets the most out of his players. And he finds ways to win. Just ask the Tampa Bay Lightning. Yeah. So, and he got the win. He got one round win last year. Um, I see that happening again because I wow. am. I am. That's my upset special is going to be the Blue Jackets in five. Um, at some point, Toronto's got to break through. Um, you know they were snake bit the last couple of years by Boston. Um, this is their chance to, at least in a short series, get over that hump and, and maybe play Boston the next round. Um, I'm taking Toronto, taking Toronto in five. Uh, I just think that the home ice is going to come into play here. And uh, as on that note, we'll be a 3 nothing Chicago on a power play. So, Dominic. Fantastic. So, uh, so I don't need to rush upstairs now to finish watching this. So, that will wrap up the qualifying round. So we have each have our own upsets in there. We each have picked one lower seed in, in the yep. round there. But we also have the round robin, which is Boston, Tampa, Washington, and Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. So 
of those four, where do, I'm not going to go like of those four. How do you see those? Who's finishing first, second, third, fourth? If you want me to go first, I can go first. If you want, it's up to you. Up to you. I'll go first real quick. Boston steamrolling everybody, mm-hmm. and I just continue. Expect that to continue, especially even though they had a lot of guys uh, out with the COVID. Yep. Um, I just think that they're still the most, the deepest team of the four. Uh, Boston. My second one is Washington, followed by Tampa, and then Philly's last. And there's nothing against Philly, but those are the three above them are very much very talented teams. The East is not against the, saying the Blues have a you know nothing to work with over in the West. Honestly, in the West is boiling down to two teams, in my opinion, which we'll talk about. The East, there's a lot of there's like those four teams, those three teams, definitely on top. I can easily see coming out of the. I East agree very easily. The thing is, Philly goaltending, they have Ryan Elliott. Let's just let's be real. Let's be real there. And Carter Hart is starting, but still, anyway, right. we, you know, we talked about that. Um, yeah, I, I have the exact same order. I have Boston on top. I really struggled going back and forth between uh, Tampa and Washington. I gave the edge to Washington. Uh, and then I had Tampa in third just because I think yeah, I'm not a believer in Philly. I'm just not. I know they got real hot the second half of the season. And I know they – look, they beat Pittsburgh last night in overtime. Um, I, I just – I don't know. I, I think that that train's going to run out of steam. Yeah, it's going to be uh, interesting to see what happens there. So – that's our little East preview, so we're head over to the West side, and that would be the Western Conference. So once again, qualifying round, then round robin. So the Blues will kind of talk about last and get a little more in-depth with that at the end. First off, we talked about one of the teams that's playing the Blues right now, Chicago Blackhawks, the number 12 seed versus the Edmonton Oilers, kind of the home team in this scenario because we're playing in Edmonton. Mm-hmm. So Oilers have, 80, like we said, 83 points to the Blackhawks, 72. The last team to get in was the Blackhawks, just yep. barely. Blackhawks have the edge in the season, two to one. Uh, a lot of uh, basically everybody's healthy. It looks like pretty much on the east side. Mike Green is coming back. Calvin DeHaan's coming back. Andrew Shaw is not going to be there. That's pretty much the only big name missing from uh, the Blackhawks. Zach Smith is there, but it, uh, nobody important. I was saying, right. you know, what I'm saying nothing in Zach Smith. It, yeah, I don't. Let's be honest. Let's just if uh, Croy Crawford is going to have to have Croy Crawford of 2010. Basically, to Agreed. kind of make this a series, highly possible. Uh, we saw Corey Crawford a couple times this year before he finally melted down in the third period of that comeback. And a couple times when we played them, he was standing on his head for most of that game when the mm-hmm. Blues were just rifling shots against him. Yep. So could be interesting, but I pretty much see Edmonton winning this in a four. Yeah, you know, as we've learned over the years, you never count a Blackhawks team out. Um, but I, I tend to agree with you. I think that this team is just overpowered, and that sounds so weird to say in regards to the Blackhawks. Um, but Dreisaitl is so good, and McDavid is so good. Um, Crawford is going to have to be perfect, absolutely perfect. And you're going to have to have a resurgence of Kane and Taze of 10 years ago. Um, and, and on top of that, you're going to need your guys like to bring it and Kubalik and, and somebody, and, yeah, and all these other guys to step in and have games. Um, uh, excuse me, they are missing one big name, which that was not in the preview. Uh, which former big name, whatever you want to say, Brent Seabrook is not going to be playing. Uh, it's not a loss anymore. Yeah. Um, you know, you're, you're going to need perfect games from everybody on Chicago. You're just going to. Um, 
at the end of the day, I, I think Edmonton's got too much going for him, and I Oilers in four. Yeah, so uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens there. So next series we're going to talk about is the Predators versus the uh, Arizona Coyotes. So oh, the other thing with the Coyotes we'll talk about, I wanted to save it until we talk about that once we can kind of talk about the cluster F that is the front office of Arizona, which we'll talk about that after we kind of talk about this series. Nashville 6, Arizona 11. So one-to-one during the season. Uh, everybody's pretty much healthy in this one. Uh, the thing is, when you're talking about from now a lot of these in the West, a lot of the West guys are bunched outside of Chicago. A lot of the, like, from 5 seed to the 10-11 seed are all within, like, points of each other. So it's really, like, a it's close. very close. It's very close. So a lot of these, even though it's, like, a 6 versus an 11, it's a lot closer than you think. Um I am going to go with just because I don't. I want them to raise a banner that says "lost in the qualifying round." <laughs> uh, I want uh, Nashville to. Uh, I'm going to pick Nashville to lose this one in five to Arizona. With Arizona getting their goaltending back, I think Darcy Kemper is going to help steal the series for the Coyotes. I, I, this one's a coin flip for me. It really is. Like you know, it, it's going to depend on which team shows up in both cases. Um, you know, who's in goal for Nashville? Is it Pekka Rennie? Is it is it uh, Soros? I mean, you know, there's an argument to be made for either one of those dudes. Um, on the on the Arizona side, I think the top end talent for Arizona is better, but they haven't shown up. Yeah, they were on a slide before the thing eight thirteen and four in the last twenty five games before the Phil following. Kessel's in Arizona. Do you remember that? Yeah, I didn't know that until uh, I saw uh, the preview. So Phil Kessel. Yeah. Like, Phil Kessel's been in Arizona all year and done nothing. Taylor Hall has not done much. Yeah. Um, now, you know, when it's time to play for a cup, maybe they turn it on. Um, you know, Clayton Keller's playing fourth-line minutes, from what I hear. I think when he was in a slide, he was before this started because Connor Garland was a guy who was winning uh, – not winning, but leading them in points, or leading yeah. them goals. So, you know, I, I, as much of a mess as Arizona is – I think that their top end is higher than Nashville's. I think I'm going to take Arizona in five. I just like that as my upset special, just not just for the hatred of Nashville. I, just I think the window think is closing now. on Nashville. and I, If they don't get it done this year, and I don't see how they will, even if they would beat Arizona, I think they're out in the second. Yeah. Um, I think it's time to blow it up in Nashville. Yeah, yeah, because they had the the best like kind of defense for the longest time, and now it's kind of sliding away. And Rene wasn't the Rene of old. He always has this like ever since twenty seventeen. He always has like a I'm I'm really good one year. I'm really terrible next year. Really good. He kind of goes up and down. It seems yeah. like and you can't really peg. This year must be the down year. So maybe he'll bounce back. Who knows? Uh, Saros was, was good against the Blues. I'll say that much. He was great against. The yeah. Blues. So, but. Yeah, I'm just picking Arizona, and then other reason I'm picking Arizona just because of the cluster F that it is their front office right now. Jeez, man. So uh, the quick story for what's happening behind the scenes in Arizona. So their GM, uh, Jay, I want to say Chaka, I want to say C-H-A-Y. Sure. K-A. Let's go with that. We'll go with that. And he apparently asked to uh, – had an interview for a position – not in a not a not a GM for any kind of sports organization, just something outside the organization. And he just signed it, mind you, signed a four year extension in November. Yeah. And apparently he went to them in 
uh, March or April with this, saying I have a chance to do something else with this. Can I take this interview? And they're like, no, you just signed with us. Right. Uh, so then there was rumors going out that they're trying to court Taylor Hall to stay. There was a dinner, and the GM wasn't was there. Invited. It was just the owner, the coach, and whatever. Apparently, that didn't go well because the rumors going around that they had the uh, offer was about $7 million a year to Taylor Hall. Mind you, me and you, that's a lot of money. But yeah, as a guy who's Hall making money. six this year. He's going to get eight or nine. Yeah. So, apparently, that didn't go well. So, basically, Jay Chaka basically decided to uh, just flat out quit the day before they head to the bubble. And they're expecting him to go to the bubble. He's just like, I'm out. I'm out. Bitches. So Steve Sullivan moves in the interim, uh, and the uh, the press the release was just like he basically quit on us. You know, like we have another guy in, and we want somebody who's dedicated to organization and you know, and it's a full backing of ownership and all this other stuff. So basically, there's going to be to the point where they've asked the NHL to step in as a mediator to basically basically like a divorce mediator between the sure. Two. So basically, Gary Bettman is now going to step in the middle of all this. Trying to balance like uh, having the playoffs during a freaking pandemic, and then you're having the basically drama on the side that I got to deal with. Oh yeah, you know. So, and then at least today came out the rumor that the new arena they're trying to build in Glendale apparently it's going to move to be 100 percent privately financed and not because nice. apparently they've tried twice now, uh, once by ballot and it failed to get a new arena. Mm-hmm. And the second one, they're trying to get on about again, and that was failing as well. I, I've been to that to Gila River Arena in Glendale, and it's not it's it's fine. The problem isn't the arena; the problem is the location. Middle of nowhere, correct? Middle of I mean, it's in Glendale, which isn't the middle of nowhere, but there's nothing around that area. There, it's all residential, like all residential, and then in the middle of the desert is. Sun is Sun Devil Stadium where the football Cardinals play, mm-hmm. and right next to it is Gila River. And then you have like one big hotel and like one little block. Uh, it would be like imagine Mississippi Nights and, and um, Laclede's Landing. Okay. Imagine if you took Laclede's Landing out of the St. Louis downtown riverfront and plopped it in the middle of the desert with nothing but like houses around it. And that's Glendale. So, you know, and it's something when we interviewed Craig Janney, he talked about this. The team needs to move back to downtown Phoenix because there's more infrastructure there. There's, you know, it's hard. It's easy to get people to go to Glendale eight times on a Sunday. You know what I mean? Like eight Sundays out of a year. Uh, It's a weekend and, and that's fine. But if you don't live in Glendale, and you're asking people upwards of three, four times a week to drive out there and go to a game and come back, that's a big ask. So I think it would be easier for the team to succeed if they were in Phoenix or even Tempe or even Scottsdale where you have business and entertainment built in there where people could just hang out after work and go to the game and then go home. Yeah, it's an uh, interesting dynamic they have there. And uh, as we talk about four that, nothing. it is 4 nothing. Dominic Kubelik with his second on a power play. 
in the third period. So sweet. Uh, Jake so, Allen a goal now? Uh, so apparently because I had a, somebody text me and said Jake Allen in midseason form. I don't know what that means. Oh, fantastic. So I haven't seen anything, so I won't make any comments. I'm going to say that. he tried to save it with his butt. So we'll say things are not going well for the Blues. I think getting back in rhythm of things is uh, what they're doing today. We'll, yeah. Let's go with that. This surely won't help the uh, the people who just want to jump on the Arizona or the uh, Colorado bandwagon. Yeah, yeah, because that is a big thing right now. So we'll get into our last uh, one of our last ones. We got a couple more here. The Canucks of Vancouver, or call it Vancouver Canucks, maybe. You sure. Know, versus the Minnesota Wild, the seven versus ten matchup, within a point of each other in the standings. So two to one Minnesota during the season. Everybody is back and healthy for both sides. Uh, so right before this, there was a lot of talk about uh, Brock Besser getting traded and all this stuff, and I'm like, okay, I'll take him yeah. he hasn't had a great season but hell one bad season after he had almost 40 goals okay whatever so markstrom's back after being hurt is that the big thing for uh because he's their their two goalies played well against the blues this year mm-hmm. too from i remember and i know one of them i think their backup stole uh the game one game against the blues the blues had yes. like 40 shots and they lost two to one um so we'll see what happens uh there but I think they're going to go with probably Markstrom. I would imagine. I mean, wouldn't be surprised that they don't. He's the biggest advantage here. Um, the Wild on a roll before this start, before the thing ended, they were starting to heat up a little bit. Twelve, five, and one. They just seem very old to me. Is it just weird to say that? I could give a rat's ass less about this series. Uh, both of these teams are so boring to me. Yeah. Like there's there's nothing sexy about the Minnesota Wild. There's very little. Sexy about the Vancouver Canucks. I just, man, I really don't care about this series. Yeah. Pedersen at all uses like what you got on the inside, which is, I'll say those two are very exciting. Yeah, but, but that's I mean, it. They don't have that much depth yet. They're working on Besser was out having a great year. But yeah. That's why the trading stuff came up. So they're working on getting some stuff there. But uh, yeah, the Minnesota Wild to me are just vanilla ice cream. Correct. They're yeah. not terrible, but they're not great. They're just kind of there. And it seems like they make the playoffs a lot, but don't do anything. Yeah. Except for the one year they beat the Blues. Yeah. Fiala was uh, starting to heat it up a little bit. Yeah. And he finally, like that trade that they made, which everybody was ripping the pieces for the year before, mm-hmm. it's turned out to be a pretty good trade because uh, that's not working out for Nashville, and but it's working out pretty decent for uh, Minnesota. Minnesota. They got young uh, forward to build off of. So the last series, which is the eight versus nine, is a Calgary. Who are you taking in that series? Oh, excuse me. I meant that would be a good idea if I say that. I had to do, I did the Canucks in uh, four. I think Minnesota will get the veteran win. They'll get one. They'll squeak out one win against the younger. Yeah, I, I think I take the Canucks in four as well. I just, I'd be shocked. I'm, I'm Devin Dubnik is just like I've never been a Dubnik guy either. And he his time is passing very quickly, and they don't have anybody kind of to fill in his role. They had Darcy Kemper, and he is uh, they traded him. So yeah, yep. didn't really work out great for them. So Calgary Flames number eight seed versus the Winnipeg Jets uh, once again. The Jets, who have more points than the Flames, but because of percentage points, they are ahead of them, eight, eight versus nine. So they get the quote-unquote home ice advantage, which is a little interesting stat. They have a .564 winning percentage. That's Calgary. Compared to the Flames, who have a .563. So just barely, and that's why they're the eight versus nine. Mm-hmm. So could they flip-flop this series, but they get the home ice. Only played each other one time all the way back in October. So they really haven't faced each other. So this is pretty much two teams that haven't seen each other. Uh, Travis Hamanick was supposed to be a guy that was supposed to be getting back to being ready. He opted out. So that's a big loss for Calgary. 
nobody really – a couple of guys hurt for uh, Brian Little, but that's about it. Lucas Pisa. Nobody really uh, outside of that, though, of note. Let's just put it that way. Um we talked about this, and you texted me the other day. What like? Why does everybody love Connor Hellebuck? Boy, it's a real thing, and I don't understand it. Like he's he's okay, but uh, it, it's not like the Jets are holy crap great. I think the only reason they're holy crap decent because of him. Thirty-one, twenty-one, and five with the two point five seven goals against nine point two two save percentage and six shutouts, and that's a Vesna caliber man. That's Do probably, people not remember last playoffs? That's true, but I think. Uh, He's basically the only reason that they're at least this far into the playoffs. I mean, I get it. I, I, I just, I don't know, man. People are, people are talking about Connor Hellebuck like he's the next Patrick Waugh. I don't have a good season. I'll say that much. I think he's the third or fourth best goalie in the Central. Uh, I'd say three. I could say three. Let's see. It was uh, Bishop, Bennington, him. I put Crawford over him. I say Hellebuck over Crawford. That's just me, though. This year, at least, for sure. Well, so. I mean, this year, yeah. But I, I, I don't know, man. I just, uh, I, you know, I, I don't know. Maybe yeah. it's me. Maybe I'm just crazy. I just don't see it. I, he's, he's fine. He's fine. But I, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know why people are like, oh my god. Having a good year. So Vesna Caliber. I think he's pretty much the pick to win the Vesna by most people. So we'll see yes. what happens. So. Uh, that's the kind of big edge that they have. I think uh, David Riddick and uh, Cam Talbot didn't have a great exhibition the other night. No. Which makes that situation even worse. Uh, so I, who they're going to go with, I don't know. Uh, this is a series that's going to be very interesting. And at the end of the day, I think it's going to boil down to goaltending. And that's where I give the edge. And I'm giving it to Winnipeg. So Winnipeg in five. Uh, I have said from the beginning this was going to be one of my upsets, and I'm taking Calgary in five. Mm, so it would be a close one. So I just give it to the goaltending there. I'm probably a bigger believer in Hellebuck than you are. I think he's going to be the reason that they're going to win this series. Okay. So uh, then we're going to get into, finally, the round robin, which is where the Blues are playing. So obviously the Blues are definitely going into the quote-unquote first round of the playoffs, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call that, wherever you want to, how you want to name this. So we say qualifying around and first round is how they're going it. So yep. golf, so the Blues are definitely in the playoffs. So the round robin consists of the Blues, the Vegas Golden Knights, the Dallas Stars, and the Colorado Avalanche. So four very good teams. So I'm kind of happy the Blues don't need to play any of those guys technically in the first round. Agreed. So um, a lot of people, like you talked about earlier, was picking Colorado due to Nathan McKinnon, uh, Kyle Macker, um, Numerous other guys. I mean, Andre Burakowski is having a very good comeback mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Landis, Cog, uh, Ratner, Eric Johnson. Ratnan, Eric Johnson, <laughs> Mika Ratnan, all those guys. Uh, <clears throat> so Colorado's kind of in the sexy pick, I think, to win this little round robin tournament just because of their speed and how if they start fast. Sure. Obviously, that's not quelling my thoughts tonight about the Blues are doing because they don't sure. look like they're skating quicksand tonight. I'm trying to pass it off as just, oh, they're – exhibition the game they're just writing this one off just to get their legs underneath them right uh i have faith in brube to know how to every Figure time they had a game like this during the playoffs last year the next game they came out and played a, a thousand times better yes so, they did so um that doesn't worry me to a degree 
So the Blues are playing Colorado first. So a very good game to start. And that's mm-hmm. Sunday, uh, August 2nd at 5.30 uh, Central Time. So that will be on the first round, which we'll talk about, is on the f- – uh, the qualifying round or round robin tournament that we're talking all on Fox Sports Midwest. Yep. So anybody's looking for that, that's going to be there. Also, the first round, we got a Fox Sports Midwest. Then after that, it'll go national. Correct. So just like any other playoff, pretty much. Mm-hmm. So St. Louis, Colorado, Dallas, and Vegas. I pretty much just named how I think I'm going to it finished. I keep flip-flopping on Vegas and Dallas. Okay. I think I'm going to go with – Ben Bishop over Mark Andre Fleury. All right, because Dallas is a very good defensive team, but I don't think they can score worth crap. Uh, Vegas, I think, is a better all-around team, but I think Ben Bishop it would steal a game or two to get them the bump over Vegas. Uh, I still think St. Louis. I think once they realize it's playoff time, call it a homer pick if you want. I don't care. I mean, obviously, the name of our podcast. I see them. I honestly see them. Uh, Losing an overtime or a shootout to Colorado to start. Okay. And then I see them winning the next two. Okay. That's my You see Colorado of, running the table? I see Colorado losing to one of those two games. I see them losing possibly to Dallas. Honestly, that's where I lose. Okay. I, think, I see Dallas losing to us and possibly Winnipeg. I think it's all going to be very close. I might even come in a goal differential or goals. Sure. But I think the Blues will s- steal. I think the Blues will get the first seed, by, then followed by Colorado. That could easily flip flop. I, mm-hmm. I went back and forth today. I had Colorado for the whole day, and then honestly, weirdly, the way the Blues are playing right now and so bad, it makes me think that they're going to get their ass chewed out, <laughs> and right. Brube is going to work them hard and get them ready for Sunday, and then they're going to come out and on and play really well against Colorado. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, that will come to light better. <laughs> Hopefully, that right. will actually come true. We'll see. But anyway, St. Louis, Colorado. Dallas. Vegas is my four picks. Mine is very different than yours. Go for it. Uh, I have Colorado first. I have the Vegas Golden Knights second. The St. Louis Blues third. Dallas Stars fourth. Mm. Easily I can put a Dallas fourth. I'd 100% surprise me. St. Louis, I mean, I trust me, I, part of me didn't want to do the homer pick, but one of those things is just like, it makes me feel like... I don't know. Just listen to all the guys talk about them like, like you know, we're here for business. This is business time and all this good stuff. And it could I be the hockey talk or whatever, but I just think them like we're getting ready to turn it on and sneaking it out. It could easily be Colorado first. I can understand. I'll pick just because we're a Blues podcast, St. Louis over them. I could easily see it being Colorado over St. Louis. I think, honestly, I, I think any of the top three for me, Vegas, St. Louis, Colorado, could be one, two, three. I think – Dallas is the fourth of four. Yeah. Um, I just – I have this feeling that St. Louis is waiting. And I just – I have this feeling in my gut, and I felt it before tonight's game, uh, that St. Louis – they're not going to go mail it in, but I don't think you're going to see the St. Louis Blues really show up until game one of whoever they're playing in a series. Okay. Um, I don't think this team... Which I'm okay with. Right. I don't think this team cares if they finish first, fourth, or somewhere in between. Uh, I think that they learned last year, you don't need to be at the top to win the whole thing. And sometimes it's better not to be at the top to win the whole thing. You know, we said years ago, I'm tired of raising division banners. I want a Stanley Cup. Yep. And, you know, you, you saw this team last year get that mentality of just get us in. 
And I think that you're going to see over this round robin tournament a lot of peculiar lineups. And I think you're going to see Barube play with not only the lines, but with personnel. I think you're going to see every dude who made the trip up to this bubble get into a game at one time or another. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised, uh, honestly. Because I think he, I think this whole team and the coaching staff, not that they're looking past the round robin, but they're looking at it as, it, not to say that it doesn't matter, but if you went 0-3, it doesn't matter. You still, you still got a series. You know, it just means you might be playing someone else. Um, so I, I think that the Blues finished third, uh, and I think that you see this team really turn it on once they know, okay, next week we have game one in a best of seven against whoever the hell it is. Yep. So that'll be interesting. Uh, yeah, interesting to see what happens. Like, I could easily see that happening too. They're just kind of like, all right, we're just – these three games are – and figuring out personnel, what do and yep. getting everybody healthy, make sure we get through it unscathed and not. I think to that's bust exactly the path they're taking. Yeah, so which could easily be that. So we'll see what turns out there. So uh, a couple notes before we kind of wrap it up here. So first off, if you've checked our social medias uh, since this is the 29th, we last yesterday I posted yes. all this. So a bunch of our uh, new, we actually changed our logo. We did freshened it up for. The I think it looks awesome. Playoffs and just kind of get something if we want to get more uh, season desist letters. So uh, that's nice. So always fun. Always fun. So we'll get, we uh, got a nice design. So thanks to Mike over at Fisher's Pro Line Sports for getting yep. that to us. And also thanks to our friend Dania for pictures and Maggie and Abby for modeling those photos. Mm-hmm. Check them out on all the socials. And there's a link there, uh, not only there, but also on our website, blueshockeypodcast.net. Order shirts. Helps us uh, keep the podcast going, get things going, get some new uh, equipment, as we saw a couple weeks ago when things got messed up. Correct. So. I We had our first question tonight about the shirts on the new shirts. Both the models have them in yellow. Can you get them in different colors? Yes. I have it set up for like three different colors, I believe, on the website. So I think it's gray. Uh, the blue still does show up, but you know, we don't might think so due to the letters. I double-checked it. And yellow. And I think I have a white one on some of them. Cool. And you also can get that in shirts, tank tops. Um, actually, if you want a mask, we have, I have an option for there for masks. Sweet. Since obviously that's hoodies? Be, there's hoodies as well. Underwear. Uh, dog bandanas. Close enough. Yep. That's the all of our underwear. So close enough. But that's all we got on those. So plenty of options for you there. Plus all of our old shirts are on there. So check those out as well. So go across all our social medias. And that's Facebook instagram and twitter to see all those pictures and links to appropriate places also there's a link to our uh friends over at uh, upcycle hockey they have some we had some pictures too taken while we we're out yep with them and that link to that website is up and go order those shirts and hats as well they please. are cool so before we get into our whole spiel about where to find us and everything so a couple of news and notes about the podcast so um Tentatively, we'll probably gonna come back to you after all the first round, mm-hmm. the qualifying round. Uh, due to, I will have a medical procedure on something that is going to be vital during the whole thing. Uh, me talking, so it helps. Yeah, so uh, doing my best, Nicholas Cage, uh, John Travolta, face off, doing face off. So got to have a procedure, which is not a big deal. So, but obviously, talking will be a very huge issue for that for Correct. a handful. Uh, of days, maybe a couple of weeks. So hopefully after the first round, we'll be able to come to you and 
have some fun and uh, be able to talk about everything. If not, I super apologize, and we'll get. I'll get something up when we can, and we'll go from there. So, yep, throw it out there just to let everybody know in case some people like uh, we had a couple of times when the podcast's not around for a couple of weeks when stuff's going on, and like, hey, you guys gonna put something up soon? And sometimes scheduling things with me and Chris, but obviously this time a little different. So. Throwing it out there just to show. And the Blues have now officially wrapped it up after that. That's sob a wrap. Story. Four, Four nothing. Four nothing. So so a stinker to start the ex for start the new uh, after not having hockey for four months, we don't even get a goal. So that kind of sucks. But like we Hell said a week. But like I said, we're kinda getting started. Real game starts Sunday on August second. Yep. Uh, it's gonna be only positive out of everything is if you're a hockey fan in general, I'm a blues fan, but a hockey fan. It's going to be a fun 10 days. Boy, it's going to be great. I mean, you're getting hockey ho- all day. You're getting hockey from 11 a.m. till probably 11 o'clock at night pretty much. Yeah. Um, it's up to six games a day. Mm-hmm. I think five the first two days, and then it starts the six after that. So yep. you're getting a ton of games for at least 10 days, and then we're going to go back to regular kind of format after that. But still – Fun times. A lot of hockey. So it's really cool out there. We're going to get this, and at least the blue, we're getting hockey in. Nice to see that coming back. We got sports kind of coming back in general. Cardinals started about a week ago now. Yep. So nice to see that. So if you get a hold of us on oh wait, rewind before we get all that, our picks will be up on the social media. Media's on Friday. Correct. So this is probably when this will be up on July thirty first. And also, if you notice on there, some of the friends of the podcast are going to have their picks up there, too. So a couple of people we uh, talked to, uh, a couple of guys in the Rizzuto show, Rizzuto and Patrico will have their picks up there, and a couple other people will have theirs up there. So go ahead and check out and see what they pick, see if they match what you're thinking is going to happen in the first round. Add your picks to the post, and we'll go from there. And don't forget to enter our contest for the qualifying round. We're giving away the awesome uh, Stanley Cup Champions print from Anthony Leon Studios. Uh Go ahead and share that on Facebook. It's a really cool print, and you can win that. And uh, we'll have some much. We'll have another bracket challenge right when the qualifying round starts because that's how the NHL is doing it on their website. Yep, we'll do it on there. They're not doing one for this round; they're doing for the actual "quote unquote" first round. First round. So when that's up, we'll tweet out uh, ours with a password, and you can enter, and we'll have a prize pack. With a bunch of stuff from not only us but our sponsors for Rockstar Taco Shack mm-hmm. and others, so it'll be good. Friends time. of the show, yeah. So it'll be good. There may be an autographed eight by ten of a former St. Louis Blue in there. Yep, and we'll see how that works out. So we'll, we'll, like I said, when we get closer to it, we'll tweet the picture out, and you'll see how you can win a nice little Blues slash Blues Hockey Podcast prize pack. Yep. So wrap it up there. If you want to find us on Twitter, it's at Blues Hockey NHL. Chris I'm is at, at Hossapalooza. Also find us on Facebook and Twitter at Blues Hockey Podcast. That's where you'll find all the pictures and uh, links for our shirts and any other various stuff that we're working on. Mm-hmm. Also find all that information at blueshockeypodcast.com and .net. Uh, and also to download the podcast and listen to it on your any of your Apple podcast. Let's see, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor, Pocket Cast and all the other good ones. Correct. So, and also not having had time yet, which we and Chris talked about. No Tinder yet. No Tinder. No Plenty of Fish. No Bumble. No Grinder. No Grinder. We just haven't had time yet. So, eventually, one time you'll find us on there and remember, swipe right. Correct. Correct. That works. Swipe. I, th- I don't know. I don't know. So, uh, so anyway, so go ahead and find us on all the appropriate social media links and inappropriate. And inappropriate, possibly, depending on uh, how it goes. So, uh, that's about it. So hopefully we'll be talking to you after the this qualifying round. 
Yep. Uh, if not, everybody out there, please be safe. Uh, you know, say what you want about me then, but uh, wear a mask. Don't be an idiot. Yeah. Don't don't be an idiot. Wear a mask. It's. I know it sucks. I know it's hot, but it doesn't suck as much as COVID. Yep. Wear a mask. Exactly. Wear a mask. Everybody be safe. We'll uh, talk to you soon. Go Blues.